Everybody Wednesday is back, and that means you're here for another episode of the Whatever Buddy Podcast. This week, we find out if Johnny would be eaten by his beloved pet pussycats, and then we're going to Sweden. We will be joined by the one and only Martin Nielsen, tour manager, production manager, stage manager, and manager extraordinaire. If it needs to be managed, he's your guy. That's right, hanging on a glacier, go fuck yourself. Let's not waste any more time. Grab some meatballs, the Swedish kind. So with no further ado, Ryan and Johnny. Okay, hey. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, hey, oh. All right, we're, we're on. Hey, when you do that, when you do that, as long as all your stuff's on, um, your your track has like spike 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 so i'm like oh sweet <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah totally all my shit's on uh and i start my video first let's do this oh we were we were oh i didn't realize but that was nice that was nice well first we welcome everybody back hello and welcome back again hello to the what the whatever buddy podcast another day another dollar at this point i'm getting used to you just forgetting to say hello well, no, I, no, but I, I try to say hello, but you know what, Ryan Harris, I, I got to ask something. I'm a little, you know, I'm a little, you know, on the fence about something. I don't know if I should be butthurt. That's the big question. <laughs> should I be butthurt? Now, the reason I ask this is because of this. I have a cat, Bima. She's the best. She's a Savannah cat, right? She loves on me. She loves on me. She loves on me. She loves on me. But I finally realized that the only reason she loves on me, because prior to the pandemic, she hated me. It took her 15 months being locked in the house with me yeah. to love me, okay? But she learned how to pull my strings. God bless her. Now, with that being said, this is where I wonder if I'm butthurt. She'll give me all of the love in the world. She'll love on me so much. But the catch is, she only does that because I give her freeze-fried duck. Freeze-fried duck. Now, I realize, yeah. it, it really upsets me, that I'm like, this cat would not love on me if I wasn't the drug dealer. Because the freeze-fried duck is turned into, like, drugs for this lady. Well, or food, yeah. No, it's not food. It's, like, eating junk food all the time. Oh, duck is, like, for candy for Like, she's, for starting, she's, starting, she's starting to gain weight. She's starting yeah. to, you know, starting to see in her face. I give her too much fucking duck. You shouldn't be butthurt because it's your pet, and now your pet likes you. But the reality is Yeah, but is I, had to pay, I had to pay the pet off to like me. Yeah, and the reality of why is because that pet Have was Have you ever looked at this nose... Wouldn't you just love me because of this nose in itself? Johnny the Interrupter. The reality of why is because that pet was locked in the house and had no other option for food but to chum up to you because then he knew that he wasn't going to go hungry. And your point is what? Well, my, my point is that if that cat was bigger, you would have been the food. But since that cat's not big enough to eat you, he had to... He had to make uh, nice so that you would you feed him. What the are you talking about? What are you talking about, clown boy? Come on now. I'm just saying, dude, if you're two cats, if your beloved Juji was 100 pounds bigger, he doesn't need you to give him lunch because you're lunch. If your beloved Juji gets on some kind of program, jacks all the steroids, you know, gains, say, I'll give it 80 to 100 pounds. For sure, 100 pounds. But if that cat gained 80 pounds and you turned your back on him, doesn't need the fried duck. He's got you. See what you're saying? So you agree See with what me. what you're saying. No, not at all. Juji is a different story. Bima, maybe. 
She's a wildcat. She might eat my face. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she could get bypass me and get to the duck she would. Juji, on the other hand, dude, I think I sent you a picture of Juji. You should share the picture with the people because the reality of it is look at the love between the two of us. You said it best. He'd be me if he was a human and I'd be him if I was a cat. Yeah? So this would be Juji. He's a hell of a kid. Look at him. Look how cute. Look at those green eyeballs. This is the cat I was referring to earlier when I said that if you were to swap souls, I think that you're the human version of that cat. And that cat's probably the feline version of our very own Johnny Yu. I, I think it says it all in the face. You can see it. Does Juji call you Doc Brown? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just calls me Doc. When this picture was taken, was it during a storm and you were both going, a bolt of lightning? <laughs> That's funny. Actually, you know what that is? That's him climbing on. This is going to sound crazy, but it's him climbing on the screen door at my apartment. I always think it's great when he climbs on the screen door. For whatever reason, it makes me feel like a skateboarder on a half pipe because he goes really fast up and then just turns around and comes really fast back down. And I think it's the cutest thing because it, it, it never fails. I always think he's a skateboarder. It's Cats fast. are so athletic, dude. Yeah. It's crazy how athletic fast. He would be a running back in the NFL if he could. I don't know which one it is, but like jumps on your back and like over the. Oh, that's Bima. No, okay, the other one. All right, so I get him confused. But hey, do like, you have that? Do you do you have the uh, the proof I've showed you of Bima jumping yeah. on my back as you mentioned? Yeah. For those who don't know, when Ryan and I were preparing to do this podcast, we uh. We took a lot of time to just talk because Ryan and I really had no idea what the hell we were doing. So we sat around for literally like three or Let's four months. Let's make us sound would... a little bit better than that. We, I, we were talking about your cats, not our lack of knowledge. Well, no. Yeah, but we're talking about how we were doing that and the cat would just jump on my shoulders. That's, what That's I'm how I knew that it happened. Yeah, it's a true fucking story. Reality of it is we would practice every day for hours, hours. And we would sit there, and every now and again, you would just see a cat come through the frame. Shoulder to windowsill, windowsill to shoulder to bed. But also, this one, of the two, this one 100% is going to... This one, if it gains 20 pounds, is going to eat you. This cat doesn't even need to get on steroids. This cat just needs to gain a little weight. Well, look at that, that face right there. Look at her looking at me right there. I wanted to set up for the people the documentation of what I did here. First, I'm going to show you what she does to me. And then I'm going to show you how much of a wuss I become in the end. Please, Ryan Harris, show to people. What's going on? Oh, the cat's marking his territory. The cat's mm -hmm. saying, this is mine. Johnny the cat is mm -hmm. letting the other cat know, this is mm -hmm. mine. Yeah. I, I get to eat this. Mm -hmm. this, is my, yes. this, is my, this is my bush. This is my tree. Okay, so look, she just lifts its leg. Mm -hmm. She just buttered me up, all the kisses yeah. to the face while she's marking the territory. Mm -hmm. Now show the end result of what happens with the butter up. I could see that cat eating you and you not being mad about it. No, it's Bimo. How can I get mad at her? How can I get mad at you? I can carry on with one leg. I can carry on with half an ass. I, I, and in all reality, I don't really have an ass anyway. So if you <laughs> ate my ass... You'd have to find it. And B, what am I losing out on? I, it's all bone anyway. It'd still be hungry. I'm what you call grandpa ass. Hey, Johnny, grandpa ass, you dealt. Yo, grandpa ass, What's I'm the... still hungry. Yo, grandpa ass, use the half ass that I, that I let you keep. Go get me some of that duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's even funnier? 
is that like when it's all said and done and she eats my leg and she eats my ass just to fucking put a little insult to injury, she takes a piss on me. Marks yeah. the territory for good. Of course. <laughs> Keep the coyotes away. Because she's going to go about her day and leave the rest of you for later and she doesn't want anybody yep. else coming along. Exactly. I'll show. Hey, I, I forget. At this point, I completely forget what the other video is, but I'll I'll share it now. You can the see other that. video. Well, no, let me let me reel you back in, Ryan Harris, Mister Space Cadet. The other video is the end result of her buttering me up. This is what happens afterwards. So this is after she just jumped off of your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Just giving me all that love. This is what she was doing it for, and I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Oh, food. No, treats. We've come full circle. This is why I feel butthurt, because she only gives me that love to get that bag of treats. What you're saying about the past 15 months of not liking you and now she likes you, it's like the cat is just tugging your strings, buddy. Yeah, and in the end, when it comes down to it, it all it, it's a double... It, th these videos make two points. They make my point of being a softie for the cat. And it makes your point that I'm going to be soft skin to eat for the cat. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Ryan Harris, let's move on. Thank you for <laughs> listening to my rant today. I love you all, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I'm out of here. Bye. I'll tell you, I have something else that's bothering me and pissing me off, Harris. What's up with The Bachelorette? Have you seen this new article about anti-masturbation at the bachelorette i saw this title this this article please in god's name explain what the hell is going on here mr bachelor himself ryan motherfucking harris so johnny brings this to my attention i didn't read this article i'm gonna do my best to speak some bachelor to him and make sense of whatever headline he brought to my attention let me read this for the people katie thurston forbids bachelorette contestants from masturbating. Who's Katie Thurston? She's the current Bachelorette. She was on the last season of The Bachelor. She didn't win. She was chosen to be this current Bachelorette. She self-proclaimed very sex positive. She introduced herself to The Bachelor when she was on The Bachelor. She brought a dildo with her, you know? And they blacked it out. They had like the sensor bar over it, but the sensor bar was still like, you know. So what's she for, I didn't read this. I'll just give it a skim, okay? Okay. Challenging contestants confused. to keep their hands out of their pants. Why does she have the right to call any of these rules anyway? She lost. I feel like this is clickbaity. This article is just using the words to make you click on it. I feel. I don't know. It's my thought. And the dudes aren't allowed to, to rub one out? Well. And who's going who's gonna to be the, the uh, person? Uh, policing that? My guess would be nobody. Once the ladies figure out that Thurston wants the men to stop, all three erupt in laughter. I cannot wait to see the boys and give them a little look. Make it a little hard for them. Make it very hard for them. Oh, they're just being just catty. Um, no, they're doing what they want to do. They they're want to fucking it. torture the men. They just look, want the men to fall all over them. Look, don't think for a second this show's not scripted. You can't play both sides of the fence with this one. They're joking. And I feel like that they're joking on television. Whether it's a joke or not, it's on television. You, I, I think it's ridiculous that these people expose themselves this way. Yeah, great. It's entertainment. I get it. But what does it say about them as a human, right? Yes. Yeah, then they sit there. What's that? 
It's tough. I don't. I wouldn't want myself to be the person with that headline. It's all stupid, man. Like, I don't understand why these people do it. What? What is it? What do you need? Fifteen minutes of fame? Like, is that why they do it? Like, you're, you're just you're exposing yourself in the worst light. It's scripted, and they're using a clickbait title to make you read the article, which is going to make you then go watch the show. And that Good chick publicist. doesn't care what those dudes do. Maybe that's her way of making them more into her. Less about being into the show. More into her and less about the show. Is it more into her because they're just thinking with their wrong head? She's on that show because she's trying to find love. And she's concerned. She's concerned that they're on the show because they just want to be on TV. I call bullshit except for the part that they just want to be on TV. So does she. I or think she wouldn't be doing this. You can find love on whatever, what, Bumble? Is that an app? Or OkCupid okay, or one of those? Okay, yeah, you both find of them. love there. You got to put yourself uh, out in front of the TV. Have you seen the show? Everybody's good looking. That's what I'm saying. The Have you doll, been on right? dating apps? A, Not everybody is. Well, it's been quite a while since I've been on a dating app. Yeah. Well, you're not missing yeah. much. No, but I think that headline is just clickbaity to get you to read the article and then that gets you to watch the show. But you're not explaining to me any of this, Ryan Harris. We're talking about to get it. yourself out of this. No, 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 no. You're not explaining. You're just explaining it's clickbait. That's great clickbait. What does all this bait of click mean? You know, it's like, what the fuck does that article mean? It means we would like you to watch the show, and this is our best attempt at getting your attention. It worked for you, huh? You watched worked for you. I don't. Hey, listen, I've never watched an episode. You, you, you've seen all the Bachelors. Now are you on to Bachelorette? Are you on Bachelorette Nation, too? Oh, yeah. I'm watching the current season. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Harris, you guys fill in the blank. Be here all day. He's here all day. With that being said, today we have a great guest. If you guys don't know, it's Martin Nielsen. That's N-I-L-S-S-O-N. I think I spelled it right. And he's from Sweden. He's a hell of a guy. He's a tour manager. He is a manager manager. He is a production manager. He owns his own festivals. This guy's got a lot going on. And Ryan and Harris and I, Ryan and the Harris and I, have a lot of questions to ask him. So why don't you sit back and chill out? In the meantime, I got to go pee. And when we get back, Martin Nielsen will be here with us. Martin Nielsen. Martin. I call him Smartin. It's because he's smart. Yo, Ryan, in the distance, I see Sweden. Sweden's over there. Paddle faster, paddle faster. There's glaciers. We got to dodge the glaciers. Ladies and gentlemen, Martin Nielsen. So, are we on time today? Oh, dude, we're on time. Dude, we're a minute early. We're a minute, we're a minute early. We're a minute yeah. early. Hey, hey Martin buddy. Nielsen. Hey, man. How are you guys doing? Great. I'm We're good, doing great. man. Everybody, good just so miss everybody you. knows, I, I, I love this guy. I miss him. I see his face quite frequently, <laughs> but I haven't seen it in a week, so I'm happy. I, I, let me just do a quick introduction for everybody here. Everybody, this is Martin Nielsen. Martin Nielsen and I go back quite a, a while now, actually. I met Martin when he was 19 years old in 2006 when the Knives were on tour with CKY and we were playing Stockholm, Sweden. Now, here's where the confusion comes in. I'm not sure if I met Martin before the show outside or inside the show after we played at the merch table. Maybe Martin can shed some light on that. 
for me? From what I can remember, I think we met outside before this show. Uh, I think you and uh, Matt went out to have a cigarette and uh, we were all hanging out waiting outside to, to get in. Here's my interjection. You guys have this small world story. We talk all the time how the network of musicians and people that work in music, it always comes back together, come around, always comes around somehow down the road. So talk about all this sure. small world stuff and how you guys got to know each other better. Well, first, let me go back and say that I do remember meeting you outside. I remember in front of a glass door. Uh, it was a weird place. I've never seen that venue for the amount of times I've been to Stockholm since. I've never, I don't even know where the fuck that place is. But after we met there, and Martin at the time was uh, the head of the CKY Alliance, which was their fan club of Sweden, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. So we met, yeah. uh, we met Martin then. And then fast forward two years, we were in L.A. and we were playing the Key Club, if I'm correct. And I had not seen Martin since. But I remember crossing over Sunset Boulevard at Larrabee, where the Viper Room is. And halfway in the middle of this intersection on the crosswalk, I'm walking one way. Martin's walking the other way. And he's like, yo, man, Johnny, what's going on? And, and like he was in town <laughs> visiting his friend who was going to Musicians Institute, if I'm correct. And yes. uh Ended up coming to the Knives show at the Key Club. That that yeah. uh, there, there's a small world uh, uh, story. I'll let you. I go love that there. stuff. Yeah, it was just so it was crazy because as you said, we hadn't talked in years, and I think it was. I don't think it was a day of the show, but I think it was like a day or the day before, before I think, the show. Right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, we're having a show tomorrow. You should come over. Like, yeah, totally. So and I, I love the Knives. So it was. I just. This was 2008, so it was like way before social media and whatnot. So marketing of shows over social media was not what it is today. So, uh, you know, I, I had no idea you guys were playing. Otherwise, I pro- probably would have looked it up myself. But it was just uh, yeah, a whole different era of uh, music promotion back those days. Another small world story, Martin. This is where it gets really cool. Because another thing for people to uh, know is that Martin and I have a company together called To All Of You, which is like a management company. It's also a road touring uh, operation. And uh, so before we got into that, around 2011, three years after I run into him in the crosswalk, out of nowhere, I get an email from Martin that says, hey, man, I was checking out Warner Drive and I think it's really cool. If you guys want to come over and do any shows, let me know. I was like, that's awesome, man. Great to hear from you. I'll let you know. Well, lo and behold, less than a week later, I lock up our first festival in Europe at Dittmarsche Rock Festival. And I hit Germany. Martin back up in, a, in Germany. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I hit Mark, Martin up like a couple of days after he emailed me. That's like, yo, man, this is going to be crazy and all. But I just booked a gig in Germany. Let's go ahead and do some shows. So that was a, another small world, like random. He emails me and then it just happens. <laughs> So what was going through your mind, Martin, at that time where you're like, I'm going to hit up Johnny? Like at the time, we, uh, I was uh, running uh, like a club with uh, Dennis and uh, Andreas and the Sticky Dirt guys. And for a time, we were like doing three nights a week, uh, clubbing and Friday, Saturday with a rock theme. And then we were doing like quizzes and acoustic shows on Wednesdays. And we were going down a little bit. We didn't have as much to do. We didn't have as much visitors. It was like, at the time, it was like, what can we do that is like bigger than just here? And like, I have had some brief contact with Johnny over the years, but we kind of maybe staying in touch like once a year or something. So it's not like uh, very frequent. And I was like, okay, this band is really cool. And uh, yeah, I think uh, we could do something with that. 
to have that happen within a week's time and then the crosswalk thing and all that, it's just like, you guys are destined to get married. <laughs> we're, we're brothers from another mother, and I love his parents very much so. Uh, you guys have 2LV management, so how did you go from randomly crossing paths in an L.A. crosswalk to being in business to, with each other? I think it, it just evolved naturally, I think. Like with just going on tour with you guys, we want to drive, and then me being more and more involved in the management parts, helping out with booking, uh, helping out with whatever I could. And, like, and then it just gradually evolved to like us just, okay, let's just make it official. Let's do this together and just... You're always stronger with uh, working with someone else, especially if you have the same visions and the same goals. It's, it's always better to help each other and pull each other forward. Amen to that. Let me follow up and add, add uh, that we probably were working together for five years before we ever really like, we're like, so are we going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were just doing it forever. And they were like, well, okay. Yeah. The company was, has been around ever since we did that club in, in Lund. Uh, and that what, that's what we registered it. But we have like the people who have been involved in the company, who's been active in the company, has changed over the years. If anybody wants to check it out, toallofyou.com. And, and if you had to describe what the company does, per se, um, how would you describe it? That's a lot of things. To- <laughs> no, no, like we, we do uh, some booking. We work with uh, bands. I do uh, production management. Uh, we do like... the. Straight up management and tour management, and pretty diverse with anything within the business side of. Uh, and also, van and stuff. gear rental for bands on the road yeah. in Europe. Absolutely, there's also that. Um, okay, so let me ask you: You started uh, rock stage at the Malmo Festival. How did that come I, to be? I didn't start it. Uh, so what I, I was a part of starting Malmo Rock Festival. So. So Rock Stage was around with uh, Miko and the guys started Rock Stage, and then I joined up the first year. How did you end up booking? Like you're the booker uh, for that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I volunteered as a as the stagehand, and then we just got along really well. They uh, at the time I was working with Warner Drive, I was doing booking and whatnot, and they like we just hit it off really well. Uh, working wise together so they uh, just asked me to do more and more and then uh, since I was doing other booking they asked me to do the booking for uh, with the festival so first year I was just volunteering as a stagehand the second year I was me and Miko uh, helped each other helped out and did half of the booking each kind of for the second year so to clear up any confusion there was (laughs) rock stage at Malmo festival and then yes. Malmo Rock Festival, which are two different things. And Malmo Rock exactly. Festival is your yes. own festival that you started with Dennis, am I correct? You start that with no, Dennis? No, that, that is also Rock Stage. Um, so it's just a different part. So Rock Stage is like a nonprofit organization. And, uh, and then we do different projects within that umbrella of Rock Stage. And what is the difference between the two? Uh, Rock Stage is a uh, part of the Malmo Festival, which is an uh, eight-day free festival. So it's one of the largest in Northern Europe. It's got over eight days, I think it's like 1.3 million visitors. Uh, uh, but uh, Malmo Rock Festival, is uh, we had like 1,300 visitors the first year or something like that when we did that. And then, of course, that, and then the pandemic came and we we're going to do the second year, so we're going to fighting that a little bit because it's always tough to start something up and then when you start it up then the you immediately comes along with making you take a 
yeah. pause on it. It's like super unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. Are there plans to have it next year? Yeah. Great. Let me know great, if great. you need my talents. <laughs> I always need your talent, Ryan. You know that. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so Roasting House also has a label called Dead End Exit. Roasting House is a, mm-hmm. a label, production house. They, they do all sorts of stuff there. Recording studios. They have like 13 recording studios on the grounds or some shit like that. And under the Roasting House umbrella, they have Dead End Exit Records, which is their rock album label. Now, you were responsible for getting Warner Drive a record deal with Dead End Exit. How did that come to be? I was, at the time, I was sitting at a roasting house, so they, they offered me an office space to just sit there and do my, whatever I do with tour management and booking. And, and it's always nice to sit in a creative uh, environment with other people. That place the same is business. awesome. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. Uh, and... Uh, and then I was just, they knew what I was doing with them. They saw like the progress that we were making with Wanna Drive and all the tours and everything was growing. We got some good shows, we got a good following in some spaces and they just saw that there was some potential there. So I was constantly, of course, I was talking about it out of my work perspective. And then in the end, when, uh, when uh, you guys were looking for a new label, I would just figure like, hey, why not do it here? Well, I'm, that was a great day, I remember. Uh, we played Sweden Rock Festival 2016, and backstage at Sweden Rock, we signed that deal. Yeah. So you, you production manage. With uh, being a production manager at Malmo Live, which is a venue, versus yeah. Helge Festival, which is a festival, or Malmo Festival, yeah. which one, uh, what, what's the difference and what do you prefer? I, I like them both for different reasons. It's like, it's like to just make, Get everybody a clear picture of the, what the difference is. One is like headliners like Europe, Wasp, uh, uh, whatever else. So we had Hammerfall, we have had DAD and all these bands. And at Malmo Live, I worked with everything from uh, St. Petersburg Ballet to the world champions in breakdance to uh, stand up comedians to uh, rock bands to, yeah, it was just such a wide variety and, and I like I always love to learn new stuff so it's for me like the Mama Live was really rewarding because it was like you're it's developing your skills so much you learn so much more I had no idea about rolling out dance carpets for ballets before or like uh, well, that, that leads me to this question which I had no idea that it was not on my paper this is like freaking pull this one out of my <laughs> ass which is so who's more difficult a rock band a break dancer or a ballet dancer <laughs> who's the biggest rock, rock star out of those three yeah I, it's like the, the, the ballets that I work with was not uh, it wasn't traveling ones it was not the ones who's stationed at a very fancy ballet so they were just happy to do whatever they did and they were just happy that they had access to to a laundry machine so they, they right, were so, not, so we, we eliminate ballet dance. dancers now we're down to break dancers <laughs> and, and rock bands yeah, the, the breakdance thing I did was pretty cool. It was like, because Malmo Live is the home of the Malmo Symphony, Symphony Orchestra also. So it was uh, this thing where they had one woman playing a piano and one woman playing, uh, I think the cembalo is the Swedish name for it. It's like this old school piano kind of thing. I don't know exactly what it is. And hey, then Ryan. they had these world sh- Sorry. Yeah, Please I know where you're going with this. He just answered the question without okay. saying rock bands are the worst to work with. 
You gave him the <laughs> options, and and by saying nothing but good things about everyone, you said, "Who's the yeah. worst?" And he said, "Well, these people are wonderful." Okay, well, of the people left, well, the, yeah. this is this was yeah. what was really great about this, and it's like by process of elimination, yeah, yeah, yeah. rock bands are the hardest to work with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Martin, Martin. So we like to play games here on yes. the uh, What Everybody podcast. Dude, you're being so and, arrogant uh, right now. You're like leaning back and you're like, <laughs> I have preparation papers and this is what we like to do. This is what we like to do. <laughs> I prepared Martin. for Martin. And we, this is Martin. We know Martin. Martin. God bless Martin. He's worked with us through this from the beginning. Martin used to come on and help us when we were trying to figure out our shit. He'd come and hang out with us, talk to us and tell back us Back before we, we were professionals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We still suck, but at least we don't suck as bad as they would say in Germany. Uh, you don't <laughs> suck so bad. What was that Ryan Harris that happened? What was that story? I'm being the interrupter right now. Why don't you continue with what you were about to say? Who, me? No, I why said I'm you? being the interrupter right now, so why don't you continue with what you were about to say? Who are you talking to? You. Me? Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm out of here. Uh, Ryan's been doing yoga all morning, that hippie. He's been a hippie all day today. Yeah, and it's all ruined already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go re-yoga. Get your finger out of my ass. So, Martin, we're gonna throw a series of questions at you. You got to say Do the it. first thing that comes to your mind, and I'm going mm -hmm. to start. Okay. Mm -hmm. On the road, Ryan Harris versus Johnny Yu. Go. Don't be nice. We both <laughs> like you. Yeah. Um, for now. Both take time in the bathroom, but for whole different reasons. <laughs> That's a very oh, good yeah. answer. That is a good answer. I'd love to know the reasons. All right, Martin. One yeah. of my genuine favorite places to come visit is Lund. It's a town that you used to live in mm -hmm. in Sweden. It's a cool little college town. Correct me if I'm wrong at any point along the way, but... Before I had gone to Europe, it was, in my mind, the closest thing that I envisioned Europe looking like. Cobblestone streets, nice old architecture, all that stuff. You recently moved from Lund to the Swedish countryside. So my point is living in Lund versus living in the Swedish countryside. Go. It's, uh, we, we still work in the city, so we go to the city every day. So it's just coming home to your own space. It's like you know, so much. We have a lot more land and just more peace and quiet from the traffic. We still work in cities. So it's like you have all the all the daily stuff with stores and whatnot. But it's like for me, uh, I, I, what I miss is like uh, bars and restaurants and whatnot. Martin, can I take yeah. public transportation from your new place to the center of town? You have to walk one kilometer and then there's a bus that takes you to Lund. Perfect. And it one goes, kilometer is go, nothing. Yeah, yeah. It goes like at least three times a day, that bus. I love the metric system. It just makes things sound more adventurous. Like if you were yeah, like, you got to yeah. walk a mile to the thing, you'd be like, oh, I don't want to do that. But when Martin's like, you have to walk some kilometers, you're like, that sounds like an adventure. Well, a kilometer is <laughs> shorter than a mile. Yeah. So a yeah. kilometer's nothing. I, I walk a mile to the bar all the time. Yeah. What is the last bus out of town? Back to your place. I think 10. Fucking oh, that's a problem. Dude. Ryan, we're going to have to start early. We're going to have to we're be sleeping like in the woods, Paulson. Dude. We're going to be like <laughs> Magnus Paulson. No, dude, we're going to be at the Irish place. Fucking uh, O'Leary's. We're going to be at O'Leary's by 5 o'clock, getting on that bus by 9.30. Making it it's back. Not gonna... If we get lost, we get lost. You're a dreamer living in the real world, buddy. It's not going to happen. We're going <laughs> right, to be sleeping in the woods. 
right. On to the game. On to the game. On, on the game. with the game. Martin, the next question. Sweden Rock Festival, one of the biggest, I think, biggest rock festivals in Northern Europe. Would you rather camp and party or work on the production staff? Go. At this uh, age, uh, definitely work. Um, I'm, I used to party a lot, but, uh, you know, with age, uh, I'm, it's, it's not good for me anymore. Just to set the stage, this is a festival that has a campground. People show up on Wednesday and they camp out, go to shows, sleep, camp out, go to shows, yeah, sleep, so, party. Some, some people Sunday. show up like, yeah, some people even show up. When I was younger, we used to show up like the festival started Thursday and we showed up like Monday or Sunday before. So you could to drink for four days before you, even festival started because then you... <laughs> You don't miss out as much. I mean, we show up and drink for four days before we drink for four days. <laughs> so so let me ask you, <laughs> I, I have this uh, weird fascination uh, with people's sweaty genitalia. So my question to you is, if you're there on Sunday, the festival doesn't start till Thursday. The, sun, the festival's not over till Sunday. You probably stay to the day after. So therefore, you're now there eight days. Do you shower or are you carrying around that sweaty genitalia for eight fucking days? I used to try and shower at least two times in eight days. Oh, so see, you were carrying. You answered that you're carrying yeah. it around the entire no, time. No, two times yeah. in eight days, Harris. It's <laughs> That's fine. not enough. No, no, no. You're the guy who showers three times in a day. Asking you this question is nonsense. Now, now we go back to the story, like who's taking most time in the yeah. shower, early in the bathroom, and then it's like now we know the difference here. Right. Yeah, I take a long time Harris. showering because yeah, I don't want Johnny to think that I have sweaty balls. Exactly. So I, t today I wouldn't go that long without showering. I would probably shower, at least go to the ocean and to take a swim every second day at least and not go like... So how do you shower at Sweden Rock? Like how, they they have they, showers. Well, they so do. They have showers. Cold showers. <laughs> probably get an STD just from standing that fucking thing. Dude, yeah. It's, it's just that would like be cold. construction pallets and then just cold water coming out of hoses. It's no heating, nothing. It's just... You're just smushing the smell around. You're not washing it off. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the ocean, man, so you can at least get the salt to fucking get the grime. Yeah, yeah. get in there. How that far I is the ocean? I never noticed we were close to an ocean when we were there. Uh, it's five, ten minutes walk. Fucking for real? How come we never went to the ocean, Harris? I don't know. I didn't know Long it was there. walks on the beach. It's, this is on the east coast of Sweden, so it's a Baltic Sea. So it's a Baltic, Baltic Sea, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Is the Baltic Sea an ocean or a... Or a it's, it's a sea. Why do they call it a sea, though? Like, why not the ocean? It's a why not sea. Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> I get it, asshole. But listen, you got the Atlantic Ocean, you got the Indian Ocean, you got the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Now you got the Baltic Sea. How come it's sea and not ocean? There's a difference I, of how much mass of uh, open uh, water there is. I, I got, I got this one. Look, at, he actually this. had I a fucking this. answer. Mark, Martin, I got, I got this one. Okay, so um, you have, uh, let's say. You have an apartment, okay? Okay. And then you have a condo. And then uh, you have a townhouse. And then mm. you have a house. And mm. then you have a mansion. Uh -huh. And then you have a castle. Okay. Comes they're not the all the same thing. You live in all of them, but they're all different things. So you have different so sources is a sea of water. So smaller you have a river. or bigger than an ocean? Yeah, it's smaller. It's why it's a sea and not an ocean. <laughs> Well, uh, who says the sea smaller than an ocean? An ocean hey, doesn't have that, to be big. I mean, what the fuck? How come you call that a stream and not the Amazon River? Because it's smaller. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, just because it's called a stream doesn't mean it has to be smaller. 
What if the, the ocean? What if the Atlantic Ocean was the Atlantic Stream? I mean, it's it's just a fucking word. I'm the word man. Don't you know this? I know, I know. And it continues, this podcast continues to be an educational journey with you. Right. I try not to act like a know-it-all. I don't want to be a know-it-all. You make it so easy. Well, you know, <laughs> when you don't know anything, it's easy to make the guy next to you look good. It doesn't make you I'll give smart. you credit for this. I'll give you credit for this. If I didn't know the answer to that, I would have just sat here and be like, hmm, all right, cool. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, I'll look it up. I'll look it up later. No such thing as a stupid question. I, I beg to differ with that. But I've asked a few. <laughs> Martin, I got the question of the day. Okay. Last podcast, I introduced. No need to say it. You introduced him last podcast. Don't need to do it again. All right. Van Dobbin Bitterball and my European alias. And <laughs> some people don't like him. I was wondering, do you like Van Dobbin or do you like Ryan better? <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I, I, I've seen it so many times. I, I love, I love that part of it because it's a part of Ryan. It's like his mini me version, kind of being on tour. That's <laughs> exactly uh, what it is. I think it's, <laughs> it's my mini me. <laughs> it's kind of. Uh, I think it's like just. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I, I would like Ryan more, but Bitterballen just always cracks me up, no matter what. I love Bitterballen. I think I like Bitterballen better than Ryan. Why is that? Why do you say that? Why do I say that? Because he's just yeah. cooler. Yeah. Cooler. He's, he's a cooler dude. I mean, come on, think about it. Like, Van Dobbin, Bitter Ballin, great name, Ryan Harris. Come on. I mean, like, right there. Oh, you're going to offend my mom. Well, that's your mom. She should have <laughs> called you Van Dobbin, Bitter Ballin. I wouldn't offend her. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Mom Harris. Harris. Why you. wasn't it Van Dobbin, Bitter Ballin, <laughs> Harris? up with an accent. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you raise him with an accent? accent. <laughs> why didn't you raise him in the Netherlands? That's where Bitter Ballin's from. Yeah. He's from Amsterdam, the guy who was grown in the red light district. He was a baby child, homeless on the streets with a little panhandle. And the little the girls in the red the red light district used to give him little coins to get him through the day. Then it became Euros and they gave him little little Euro coins, right? He'd and then walk one day around he got like lucky. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day some one of those girls they gave you a five dollar, a five euro bill. And you were like, Oh my god. That's a lot and of money. And that's when you went out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went out and instead of like using that money for food, you, you went out and somehow finagled a chain that's a bitter ball. <laughs> I bought two Take things. I bought, I bought milk and I bought the prostitute. Yeah. I paid for milk and then I paid to pee. Anyway, with that being said, I think we got to the bottom of all this. Thank you, Bitterballin. Um, you can go back to your cage now, wherever that may be. <laughs> Just kidding. Go back I'm to your joking. lair. I love it. I, I love Bitterball. But hey, Martin, thank you so much for joining us, brother. This has been a, a hell of a treat for us. I hope that our <laughs> listeners have enjoyed uh, learning about Martin and, and, and from, the I think, one of the best countries in the whole entire world and Sweden. And uh, yeah, I'm going to see him soon. I'm going to see him in August, hopefully, when uh, we go over to the UK with the Mercury Riots. Yeah, I hope um, so. Yeah, I'm going to come with you and just help me. Martin tour manage. Do it. Do it. You, you'll probably quit when you have to deal with me. No, but that was what, that's what Martin's for. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You'll deal with Zach, the responsible one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with those so, guys. Martin can deal yeah, with you. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel awesome. the need to apologize to you, Johnny. <laughs> why, do, why do you have to apologize to me? Uh, you're my buddy. I, to me. You're my buddy. I go hard at you sometimes. Yeah, but I called you a guitar player as a pain in the ass about 10 minutes ago, so it's cool. And I also told you to go back to your cage. So whatever that means. <laughs> Maybe you need to apologize to me. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm being a little rough on you today, huh? A little bit. Yeah. A little tiny bit. 
All right, I'm going to get out of here before I get my ass kicked by these two guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us ramble about breakdancing and about tour managing and about my cats and all that other good stuff. We will see you next week. Make sure if you haven't subscribed yet that you make sure you subscribe on all the platforms. And if you want to watch us, go look at us visually on the YouTubes. You know, YouTubes.com, I guess is what they say. Oh, yeah. So until next week, we have a great guest next week. We'll tell you about that more as it gets closer. With that being said, we will see you all later and have a great day. Goodbye from the Whatever Buddy podcast. Thanks, Martin. Miss you, buddy. See you later. Thank you. See you. Bye.